You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. You're listening to the Solid Dirt Podcast on August 28th, 2021. We have special coverage of Dances with Films. Yeah, we're, we're here to talk uh, to the people behind the film, uh, Rust Be- Belt Driller, which is premiering at Dances with Films, I believe, this Friday uh, yeah. at the mi- midnight showing. So this is in Hollywood, uh, the Chinese Theater. Pretty exciting uh, film festival. I, I know they're doing it back in person again. I believe there's a hybrid element, but, you know, they're they're fully rocking um, safely, of course, uh, the in-person festival. So that's that's awesome. I think this is the first one, first or second one um, I've been able to cover where we're kind of back in some uh, element of, of in-person. So that's, and, and this is an incredible festival from what I hear. So uh, welcome you guys. Uh, thanks for being on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Great. So um, I'm going to, I'd just love to turn it over to you guys. And um, I did love the film. I, I do have to mention this. So Rust Belt Driller was, was unlike any horror film that I had seen before. And it kind of, uh, and reading the synopsis, it was exactly, it's exactly what it says. It kind of, uh, breaks down barriers and genres. So it's kind of like, I don't really know where to place it. And I think that's a good thing. So, um, let's go around the room and just introduce ourselves and, and tell me your, um, you know, you, your part of working on the film. Sure. Uh, Aaron Krager, uh, writer, uh, actor, as, uh, Ren Maxwell, editor, uh, co-producer. Uh, Tilke Hill, co-director, intimacy coordinator, officially, unofficially, set builder, costume, wardrobe, acting coach, uh, anything to make it happen. Yes, that's true. Uh, David Williams, executive producer, producer, director, prop man, uh, <laughs> uh yeah every uh as uh Chilke said everything i think we all did whatever needed to be done whatever that was if there was a space somebody would jump in and yep. make sure yeah. it happened yeah, it did. yeah so you were definitely wearing a lot of hats um aaron so you, you're you star in the film but you, and you wrote it i am just curious uh about the genesis for the idea and maybe just give people just a quick um, concept of, of what it is about, what they can, can expect. Sure. Um, but yeah, give, go, take it away. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, last March or April uh, 2020, Driller Card by Abel Ferraro was on Amazon Prime. And Dave and I have worked together many, many times. We've known each other for close to 15 years. I worked on some of his uh, indie projects of yesteryear, and we've always wanted to work together in a bigger capacity. So um, we were just kind of talking about Driller Killer and watching it. And of course, it's Abel Ferrara and Bad Lieutenant and all that kind of and Snatchers and all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, the uh, Driller Killer is technically in the public domain. The, uh, the copyright has lapsed on it. They never renewed it. So technically, you can go out and remake Driller Killer. And uh, so I brought that up to Dave and I said, you know, we could modernize this for what's been going on the last couple of years, certainly with the pandemic and paranoia, and, you know, kind of the, the way that the arts have been treated over the past 10 or 20 years. And we could really do some fun stuff. So we started with that idea. 
Dave, you know, being being an extremely savvy producer, kind of, you know, we we're just talking about it again one day and he said, let's make it just a little bit more, you know, just kind of go off and make it more your own story a little bit more. So I did. Um, but there's a lot of homage there still too. Uh, you know, Driller Killer, there's influences of Videodrome and Session 9 and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, just so many different Blade Runner, Perfect Blue. There's so many different kind of homages. There's a direct cruising scene homage, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, we just kind of we, we read Dave, you know, like I said, we know each other well. Uh, he trusts me and I trust him. And I, I used a lot of, you know, the, the, the my 30s uh, that I'm at the tail end of have been it's been a difficult decade for me and certainly not me alone, but my own personal struggles and, and mental health and depression and dealing with being alone and isolation and you know all that kind of crazy. And it just kind of in real life, I'd had a reason to need to kind of just push stuff out and to finally get some of that out to try to move on. And so combining that with Dave's vision and my own and Abel Ferrara and there we go. That's great. Yeah. I was, um, I just hit 40 myself, so I, I can, you know, it was a rough decade for me, so you're not the only one, but I think forties are going to, I hear they're, they're supposed to be good. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's what I've been told. I wish you the best on that one. (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned like when just kind of like the time period, because I, I did, you know, we're all in pandemic brain on some level. So it just felt like the, per- I can't really articulate why, but for me, just visually and like the, yeah, the paranoia, it had this uh, very pandemic-y feel to it. It felt like very timely. Um, and it is like, it just has like uh, just the the visuals, the acting, just like the flowing nature of the film kind of coming in and out of sort of dreamscape reality it's all kind of meshed together um yeah it's just a, just an incredible um project i am c- kind of curious how so you mentioned you how you got you've known dave for quite a while uh tilke how did you become involved in the project um i so i ran a film festival buffalo international film festival for about five years and Dave was an alumni there and uh, he reached out to me about in doing intimacy coordination for a project that he had. I think it was, I guess that would have been 20. That was about, about two years, two and a half, three years ago, maybe. I, it's so hard. <laughs> Pandemic brain. <laughs> um, it was the year, it was the fall before lockdown, whatever right. year that was, 2019. Um, so uh, so I worked with him there. And then um, when this project came along, he asked me to do that too. But then Aaron, I've known for a really long time and Aaron tells this story the best. So I'm going to kick the ball over to him. So just like I've known Dave for a long time, Tilky and I have known each other for at least 10 years now uh, as well. Um, you know, there's a very large theater scene here in Buffalo. And uh, one of those seasons, Tilky had come back here. She had been living out West and doing her work there. And she had some things that brought her back home. And um, so we ended up doing three shows together back to back to back. So we did uh, we did like a murder mystery that was kind of like a fun clue, kind of like who done it. We did Cowboy Mouth by Sam Shepard, and then we were 
part of a really large dysfunctional family in a Neil Simon play at a, at a dinner theater. So we went from, you know, being like Colonel Mustard in the, in the dining room to me calling her the most wonderful, colorful four, four letter words you can possibly imagine to, you know, doing dinner theater in front of old people, you know, who were telling us what we should be doing uh, on stage performing for them. So when you do that and you see someone almost every night for six months, you're either going to kill them or you're going to be bonded for life. And so we're still here. So there it is. And uh, Tilkey also really jumped in. You know, Dave and I, it was Dave and my thing. You know, I started writing in April. We went into pre-production in June of last year. We shot towards the end of October. Um, and for that four-month period, for about half of it, Dave and I were the entire pre-production team. And then Tilkey jumped in and she just, you know, she helped in so many ways. She was our acting coach. We, we did a lot of work with our performers with our on-screen talent, we treated it as much as we could, more like theater rehearsal. Um, so we would get everybody together in, in groups based on, you know, what they were doing in the film and we'd go through things and go through intention and, and all that kind of stuff to just really have everybody prepared because we only had an eight-day shoot. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, and Tilkey coordinated all of that and she pushed really, really hard. And again, there's so much trust between her and I that, uh, you know, that worked really well on my end, but I think it shows for everybody. In the, in the film. Wow. I think it does yeah, too. Yeah, it's incredible. Eight days. And, um, sorry to interrupt. No, no, I, just like commenting on how, like, that's a, that's incredible. I was, I was curious on how long it took, but that's, that's, uh, that's fast. That's great. Yeah. Like, a well, actually, weren't we able, to, um, I think we were able to get that last Friday, Saturday or something, or Saturday, Sunday. So we were actually able to do it in 10 days. Um, not sure how we finessed that, but somehow we were able to get an extra two days, which definitely saved our asses. Um, no doubt about that. <laughs> and we so, were doing all of our rehearsals on Zoom. Yeah. So that was interesting, but also good because it was it's film. So it's also <laughs> like, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It was... And I, I'm glad that I did it because I know that I think, it, you know, I think it was important because Aaron was wearing so many hats for him to be able to like actually take the time to work on the character. Because a lot of times when as the actor, like the lead actor is wearing a ton of hats, like the acting comes like last because you're doing so much stuff, you know? So just to have like that space to, to really like navigate the character so he could bring it, bring it to life. Yeah. That's um, I, so when I, when I watch a film, I, I tend not to like read anything about, I read maybe the synopsis just real briefly to see if I'm interested, um, but I don't want to like read the name, like the, you know, who directed it, who wrote it, who stars in it. Um, but sometimes like just watching a film, you'll notice and I, in a negative way, if someone, maybe they wrote it and they start in it and it seems like you can kind of pick it out to the point where it distracts in the film. So I, I just assumed you did not write the film because you were just so into that. The character was just like knocked it out of the park. Um, and I was just really impressed that you wrote it too. So you were able to kind of like um, effectively wear both hats and, and do it well. So uh, props to you on that. Um, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, 
and and that's a testament to everybody else again like dave just you know again dave and i get along well and, and we just understand each other and we come at certain things very differently and but in regards to kind of our ultimate vision, we're usually pretty lined up a hundred percent. And so, you know, if, if, if I say, Dave, I need one more take for something. Dave said, great, let's just get one more take. Or if I was, you know, he, he would be very specific. Nope. That was perfect. You did, you know, everybody did it, you know, uh, everybody did such a great job and, you know, or whatever the case was. And, and the same with Tilkey and just the trust, um, which, you know, like for her being an acting coach and, and that was great. Cause I haven't had any of that kind of input directly um, from another performer for a long time. Um, but that was kind of important too, because, you know, there were, um, and, and maybe Kyler as someone who viewed it, you can, you can give us your thoughts on this. You know, we've gotten a lot of pretty good feedback so far on the special effects mm -hmm. and you know, the kill scenes. Mm -hmm. um, and there was one, one time in particular um, after we had, uh, done one and David said to me, all right, well, let's, you know, let's just get your coverage and your close up. And I said, Nope, I don't, I don't want that. Uh, because it's not, the film isn't so much about seeing Ren. It's about the world and the universe plus to make it uncomfortable, you know, to just mm -hmm. kind of keep being in on certain things. So, you know, I try very much to, uh, you know, be involved as much as I can, obviously being you know, my project, Dave's project, Tilty's project, um, but I think that it showed that we were just working really together as a team. Um, and I, you know, I try to be as humble as I can about some of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's great. I mean, like just, uh, it did have, uh, I mean, that's gotta be tough, especially when you, when you're a writer, you, you write on something, you have to like, you know, let it out there a several times. Cause like what, you know, you, you let it loose to be made and then it's let loose again. And when it, hits an audience so it's like you have to uh let go of a certain amount of control and just just see what happens with it um yep. yeah oh david i didn't i thought i heard someone i didn't want to cut anyone off there oh no i'm still here good um <laughs> you can't see me but i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's not creepy yeah uh i do. so the the paintings um i'm curious <laughs> about the paintings uh, who created them and just, you know, I'm just very curious about those. I want one hanging in my classroom, <laughs> in my office. <laughs> I, I have two of them. The, uh, yeah. the two in the field of the mat of the hooded figure, the pastor character where he's a little farther away and then he's closer. Those, those are hanging up directly to my right. And Dale, let Dave explain all the origin of all that. Yeah. Um, the, all the paintings were done by my daughter, uh, Rowan. And uh, if my camera was working, I, I've been trying to troubleshoot that, but have not had any success yet. But uh, if my camera was on, you'd be able to see, I have the one of uh, Jillian or um, whatever. Carol. Carol. Yeah. Carol. I can never remember Carol. I know Pamela and Ren, and for some <laughs> reason, Carol just does not stick. Um, but yeah, it's the... Uh, ghostly grayscale of her. Um, and um, I guess we, we, wanted, we wanted artwork that was a good representation or manifestation of Ren's madness. And um, so I went online, as you do, 
sort of just looking around, um, looking around different artists, different styles, trying to find find something that that or trying to find artists whose work um, we could use as a template, I guess, to say, okay, this is an artist who uh, personifies madness or who's able to capture madness in insanity, uh, inner, inner turmoil. And um, it came upon the works of um, Francis Bacon. And uh, as soon as I saw those, and I, I was marginally familiar with his work from way back in art school. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but this was the first time I'd seen it in a long time. And I was like, oh, that could work. Mm-hmm. And I probably sent a few things to Aaron and said, what do you think about something like this? And I think he, he immediately saw, uh, as I did, that, yeah, this, it's, this would work. Um, so I sent a few, um, a few of Francis Bacon's works to my daughter. And I said, can you do something like this? And she said, um, maybe, let me see what I can do. And I think it was within that week, um, probably the next day, maybe the day after she came back with a, um, I believe it was a sort of a copy of a screaming man, screaming bald man. Um, And uh, I looked at that and said, uh, yep, I I do think that's, that's it. And I showed uh, Aaron and I think uh, Aaron Tilke and myself were on a zoom call, I think at one Mm -hmm. time. And I showed, and I just brought out um, one of the artworks and said, okay, this is, this is it. This is what she's doing. And I think we all saw immediately that, yeah, that's, that's what we want. That's the direction that works. That's perfect. Bless you. <laughs> Man, you heard me. I put it on mute. Sorry. You saw, no, I, I didn't hear you. Yeah. She did. She did a total of, um, I think she did a total of 15 paintings. Roughly, oh, wow. something like that. Yeah, and she did. A, she she knocked him out in about six weeks. So that was that was pretty impressive, right there. That's incredible. Yeah, um, I did want to talk briefly just about. So you guys, you're you're all um, from Buffalo, or you you have association with Buffalo, uh, and I'm I'm hopeful, or maybe this has already happened. But have you have you had the chance, or are you planning a big premiere in the like a screening in the hometown? Um, now that things are kind of, I don't know how it is out there, if things are opening up a little bit or they're kind of, you know, walking back a bit, but um, it right. seems like you got a, love, a lot of love out there in Buffalo. Um, any plans for a big, you know, to do out there? Yeah, so we, so the film festival, I mentioned that Dave is an alumni of, well, and Aaron too, because he's worked on the projects. Um, and uh, they are going to screen it at the, most beautiful theater in Buffalo. It's called the North Park Theater. It's an old theater that they, um, you know, restored basically to keep it to keep it intact. And that is their sort of like big hub. So we will screen 
barring something crazy, we will screen there on October 9th around 10. Um, and we decided we wanted to do it as part of the festival because it's like a big community event and it's like, you know, uh, you know, festivals are cool, obviously. And, um, want to be part of that that kind of energy and and that kind of thing so that'll be exciting i actually just had somebody text me today and be like when can i see rust belt driller and i was like you can see it on october 9th <laughs> <laughs> they were like okay so yeah i was like oh okay like people are people around here are getting excited about seeing it um because they've seen some of the they've seen the trailer and some of the cool press we've been getting i'm sure it's helped making them want to see it more yeah the the graphic design i mean that's what caught me initially just like the the um the press release and the poster just i i love the artwork um maybe you could talk about who you were able to get to um do that because i just uh, you know beautiful really captivating piece of um publicity right there yeah absolutely so um so like our our epk our, our press kit was uh, also designed by uh, Dave's daughter, Rowan. Um, so she kind of took care of that graphic design as regard in regards to like our poster and our marquee and stuff like that. That was actually designed by a guy who goes uh, by Mark the Monster, uh, Kasabuki. I probably butchered his last name, but, <laughs> uh, and he's right down the road from us in Erie, Pennsylvania. And uh, someone had mentioned to me that he had done some work for them for their uh, roller derby uh, league and I love the style. So I just reached out to him and he has actually worked with our special effects, the head of our special effects. Uh, he had worked with soda FX before. So there was an interesting connection there. Um, oh, but yeah, right. I, forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I just kind of pitched it to, uh, Mark and just told him what we were looking for and gave him, you know, as much information as possible. And he just kind of went to work and yeah, that was it. I gave him some inspiration. Um, I gave him inspiration from like, uh, you know, Taxi Driver, uh, the poster for Taxi Driver, uh, the poster for Eating Alive, uh, you know, one or two others just kind of for that more old school 70s, early 80s, more like hand drawn kind of concept as opposed to just digitizing everything. And uh, that was it. He, you know, he, he, he went nuts with it. So. Awesome stuff. Really awesome. Stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely something like I would hang in my house. Like I just, I, I loved, I, I loved it. Absolutely. So, um, well to wrap up, let's just talk about the festival dances with films, uh, briefly, um, pretty, pretty, um, pretty incredible festival. Uh, and it's so cool. Last year, I think it was online. So it's so cool. Um, it was either online or I don't know if they even did. I'm not sure. Maybe you guys don't know, but it's so cool that they're doing it in person. Is any, anyone from the group able to go out to Los Angeles and, and represent the film on Friday? Yep. Yep. I'm, I'll be there. Dave will be there. Uh, our cinematographer, uh, Bill Schweikert, will be there. Uh, Silky was going to come, but something came up, unfortunately. So she won't be able to be with us, but it is on her birthday. It is my birthday. So it is my birthday. So I will, you know, it is auspicious in that sense. And let me just shout out that it is on August for anybody who's listening who's in LA. It's August 27th at 11 55 PM. Rust Belt Driller by the tickets through Dances with Films. Um, so that's part of the Midnight series where the we're opening the Midnight series, which 
pretty it's cool. pretty cool <laughs> and i've offered uh, i've offered to carry a vial of tilkey's blood with me so she's there with us just in case she wants I, to. I think that's a good idea yeah i think it's appropriate i mean and, and then you 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 know you make sure people are aware of what that is and keep a very straight face when you tell them absolutely <laughs> what you're carrying and, <laughs> and tilkey is also here <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have whole little dialogues I love it. that's right yeah. every time there's a question just shake it like a magic eight ball yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I'm I love the film, and I'm I'm excited for people to see it. I'm I'm going to put the, up this episode during the um after the premiere and during the run of the festival, so people Great. can listen thank to you. it and 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 see where else they can you know hopefully catch a screening and then, um you know back home in Buffalo the uh, October 9th, uh you know hometown screening sounds like that would be a really incredible um you know screening to be at so dave aaron tilke thank you so much for taking the thank time you, yeah it was a blast yeah, so very thank nice you so much you. Tyler. appreciate hey, it tyler best of luck thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.